0: The Opinion Line on Quartz 96FM.
1: So, a story about my phone. Now, on Friday when I left here, I literally made a mad dash... To the railway station my wonderful wife dropped me so that i was able to catch the 1225 train to dublin and uh, stayed with my mother over the weekend and she sends you her very best wishes this morning but um i had planned to kind of do a little bit of work on the phone and when i got on the phone and got on the train and sorted out all my bags and put them away i sat back took out my headphones i was going to listen to some music on the way up and send a couple of emails only to find my phone had expired it's dead It's literally like that parrot sketch in Monty Python. It's a dead parrot phone. Um, It looked remarkably unfazed when I sort of tried to get into it on Friday. I have this thumbprint contact which allows me into it. I used to think this was amazing technology until I realized that I was last in the queue to get it. But uh, the phone is now officially dead. It's gone into the drawer of dead phones. It's a graveyard of phones that I have sort of kept for... I suppose, decades and decades, right back into the 90s when I had the Nokia 6210. There's an old Motorola in there which died as well, and then you gradually work your way up through the Nokia range, and then I moved up to uh, the BlackBerry, and then I moved into... Uh, I didn't go iPhone, oddly enough. I, I went Android, and I, was, I, became, I still am a big Samsung uh, fan. But anyway, um, I had that fear, phone fear, Uh, phone phobia, telephobia, whatever you call it. I was sitting there and the whole train journey was spent anxiously worrying that no one could get in contact with me. Um, Because I, like so many people, you become a slave to your phone. You think your phone is wonderful and you're in control of it. It's the other way around as I found. Your phone controls you. Your temperament, your blood pressure, your heartbeat. Everything that, you know, you were looking forward to. I had a little bit of lunch I was looking forward to. Didn't eat it. Had a little flask of tea with me. Oh, left it there. And I just sat that, there that, that, staring out the window thinking, I'm doomed. I'm doomed. I'm lost in society. And I was thinking, what if something happens? Who do I contact? I can't get onto the bank. Can't check my balance. Can't get in touch with Family. My wife will be terribly worried because usually she hears from me every half an hour. So eventually, I got off in Dublin, I legged it out of the railway station and ran into a pub and said to the barman, can I use your phone? He said, no. I said, well, it's just because my phone has died and I want to ring home. No. Now, that's another story. The psychology of giving your phone to somebody else, getting their grubby fingers all over it and thinking, "Ooh." you know, post-Covid and all that. Anyway, I eventually found a little shop uh, in Marlborough Street in the city centre and I went in and a lovely Chinese man with his son there fixing phones, he looked at the phone and he said, no, you either fix the LSD screen or you get a new phone. I said, well, the LSD screen will cost me about €140. The phone's not worth that. So to cut a long story short, I went through the whole weekend phoneless. Extraordinary sensations and reactions here and there. Um, And I kind of thought to myself, what if I am unfortunate enough to be mugged? But then I thought to myself, well, if you're mugged, you probably won't be able to use your phone and they'll have robbed it anyway. So I began to rationalize things. And by last night, I said to myself, right, right. I'm going in to present the show on Monday, and I think I might just try and experiment over the next few days. So in my phone head, I'm going to go back 30 years to 1993 when I had a Nokia 6210. It could send little clumsy texts. If the text was too big, you ran out of text space, so you'd only send half a text, and then you had to pay for the second half to send that on. Uh, You couldn't take photographs, you couldn't check anything online because... There wasn't anything online at that stage. You couldn't email anyone, couldn't do your banking business. You couldn't do anything. So what I'm going to do is I'm just going to see how far into the week I get. And I'd love to hear your experience if you found yourself in a similar situation where literally your phone says, and then you shake it and you realize it's dead. That was its last breath. You know, you tap it off the table and then you shake it and you kind of thump it with your finger anyway let me know if you have had an experience with your phone in a similar vein where you just feel you're living on an unexplored island in the middle of the pacific ocean that no one's ever heard of and no one contacts you and no one knows you're actually still there they just get a ring out tone or a voice message anyway give us a shout if uh, if you've been in that situation 083 396 96, 96 is our number good morning to you Now, according to Examiner Journalist Mary McCarthy, fubbing, P-H-U-B-B-I-N-G, fubbing is tearing marriages apart. So turn off your phone and save your sex life. That's the advice. Firstly, Mary, good morning. Gareth, hello. Listen, it's the Irish Independent, not the Irish oh, Examiner. Oh, my goodness. Do <laughs> you know, I, I was looking at... Now, I have both newspapers here in front of me, but it was actually... Um, it, it was Tony Lean's report of uh, the match yesterday in Crow Park. Oh, and yeah. I, that,
2: would, that, would, that would dazzle anyone, the, the, the report of the match. No, it's I've a column in the Irish Independent on a Thursday.
1: I know, I know and I know. And my apologies, by the way, because I'm... No the, problem. I was looking at your superb coverage of the match yesterday, column keys and joe brolly and i'll be talking about that later i hope i've made myself up have i okay <laughs> anyway this is mary mccarthy from the uh, irish independent fubbing um and i was just talking about my experience of my phone dying over the weekend but this is a, a, an extraordinary phenomenon in that it's tearing marriages apart first of all what is fubbing
2: Okay. Well, first of all, that barman—I can't get over it, that he wouldn't let you use his phone. Like that's a bit mean, isn't it? Yeah. That's,
1: I, <laughs> well, I didn't. I didn't incredible. buy. I, I didn't buy a drink, so that's probably the reason. I'm,
2: yeah, absolutely. <laughs> oh right. Well, you know, even still, you know, it's yeah. common courtesy. Anyway, fubbing. Okay, so it's actually, it's actually a term that's twelve years old, and it was coined when. Um, Australia's national uh, dictionary, which is called the Macquarie Dictionary, they wanted to rebrand or they wanted to advertise their, their rebrand. And an advertising agency came up with this term. So it's a portmanteau of phone and snubbing. So back in 2012, that's when the smartphone kind of came out. And that's when... People started, you know, getting really into their phones because, like you were saying, Gareth, there back in '93 when you got your Nokia, there was—I mean, you could play snakes on it. That was the tops. You know, there was no other <laughs> yeah. distraction. But suddenly now, you can get all this information. So people started snubbing. But actually, it wasn't really acceptable until. In recent years, and there's been since 2016, that was the first research on fubbing and kind of who does fubbing and you know their effect on relationships. And there's more research coming out now, and um, it's now it's only now that it's become acceptable. So, like, if you are sitting with a friend you know, it, it's kind of akin to taking out a book. Like you meet a friend for coffee and you decide to take out your book and start reading it like midway through the conversation. But that is exactly what looking at your phone is. It's really, really rude, but it's become acceptable because phones have become, they're, they we conduct our, li- our everyday lives on them. Like you're totally lost in the woods, yeah. you know, when you've lost yours because they've become an extension of us. So basically this research from is the latest research on fubbing and it comes from Turkey. And there was two psychologists and they asked these 700 and about 750 married couples about their phone use and how happy they were how satisfied they were with their relationship and it was they found this really strong correlation that couples who engaged in this flubbing uh, were actually a lot unhappier so they were pointing out that kind of a healthy sex life that's part of your marriage but these well, it should be, you know, a part of a good relationship, but these couples were really unhappy and really not satisfied. So they came to the conclusion that, you know, uh, there's a high level of fubbing going on. It's going to be bad for your relationship and by extension, your sex life. So that's the research that came out. And I think a lot of people actually, it kind of touched a nerve, with a lot of people. And I only know this because like, you know, you often write articles and no one says anything. They just disappear into the ether, you know, but this one now I got a lot of texts from people saying, it drives me mad. He's like, you know, he's on playing like Candy Crush or he's checking uh, TikTok videos in bed or she's doing it or whatever, you know, and like, that should be a time when you're, you know. So mm-hmm. anyway, I decided to write about it because I thought it was quite interesting. Um, it's fascinating and, yeah. because I,
1: this, I remember, and, and now that you mention it and explain it, Mary, I remember seeing it in a restaurant many years ago where uh, the two individuals were clearly fubbing. Uh, they had ordered their starters and the two of them just sat there looking at their phones and just they they weren't even aware that the other person was sitting on the other side of the table.
2: Yeah, so if you're if you're fubbing, you're the fubber and then the fubby. But if you're both fubbing each other, and this study was really interesting because it showed that if both of you fub each other, you're more unhappy. If one of you fub, you're more unhappy. So fubbing is just full stop bad for your relationship. Well, essentially what you're saying is there's nothing really, you don't really interest, like this phone is more interesting than you are. Like, Gareth, I am just so happy. My dating years were pre, you know, I've been with my husband for like 23 years. I like my dating years are pre this flubbing. I just can't get my head around it. How you know it must be so difficult for people to Mm. get to know each other. There's all these you know there's 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 all these distractions. But even just making arrangements, I just find people are so sloppy now because they'll say, "Oh yeah, let's meet up on uh, Tuesday. Look, we'll when are we go for lunch? I'll I'll confirm in the morning." And it's just so we kind of the way we behave now. I think it encourages checking your phone a lot because. You know, back when we didn't have smartphones, like when I started college in 95, I actually, this is just a little story, which will just show how much the world has changed. When I got my first mobile, I actually shared it with my friend Anne-Marie. So I had it for six months and then she took it for six months because the contract was so expensive, you know, like so Ooh, what to have a lovely your own gesture.
1: phone. Or, oh, that's a lovely gesture. You sort of so say, yeah, okay, but, you, but, you have it for this weekend and I'll have it for next weekend. <laughs> well, that- no, we
2: didn't do oh, that because right, okay. that might be, you know, like, oh, what's, who's texting you? No, we did it for, I took it for six months and then right. she took it for six months. Wow. And then by the end of the year, it had become so much cheaper. But, you know, just as you were describing your first Nokia, the way the texts, I mean, to send a text would take ages because you had to put it in. Like it was a real, laborious like, yeah. like, process, you know, it's it's. so I kind of feel these days it's, it just must be so much harder, you know, because it's you, like in, in the old days, back in, you know, pre-smartphones, pre you'd meet someone for a day, you go out, you're sitting there, you're chatting, but now you've got like the phone might ring or not even ring, mm. but just like beep. I mean, like people, you know, they're more likely just to message each other and not like ring each other. So I kind of feel people really, and this research shows, and there will be more research done on it now that it's, you know, now that our phones are used for everything, like to, your library books, you know, you book your library books, you check in at the gym. Like they're just, it's like an extension of us, you know. So I think, yeah.
1: I remember I was looking at my old Nokia last night because my my, my recent phone has now joined the the phone cemetery. And um, it was the <laughs> 6210. And do you remember, it, 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 th- there were no letters... One, two, three, four, five, six. It was like a keypad, but number one yes. represented A, B, C. Number two represented D, E, F. Number three was G, H, I. And you had to press twice if you wanted the letter B on the digit one. So it was a case of like saying to somebody, don't disturb me for about an hour now. I want to send a text. And Oh, it, yeah, absolutely. It, yeah. And then you'd get this sort of beep, burp, beep, beep, beep. And then you'd have to backtrack and sort of wipe out a whole word if you got one letter wrong it was just it kind of made you think no i'll just make a phone call like texting back then was a chore yeah yeah Yeah.
2: gareth it was a chore it was convoluted and i think now a lot of our communication now is just meaningless because it's so easy and we don't you know so you can you just fire off like i see my teenagers snapchat i mean they must get hundreds of snapchat messages a day saying nothing whereas then they, they don't even meet up with each other you know they send each other like 100 text messages uh, snapchat messages snaps as they're called but like i'm like just go to the park and play football so <laughs> i i feel it is actually kind of a dangerous and particularly for couples i think that you know it's just so easy to, to lapse i do it myself like you're on the sofa in the evening you're both of your cruising your phone separately before like you might be chatting or or even going for a walk i mean the other i'm terrible now i like I am actually quite a bad flubber and I will get out my phone. It's like I just have this compunction to check it. So, I mean, I really do need to keep an eye on it. And I'm actually on holidays now for a few weeks. I'm going intervening with my kids. So I've actually put a limit of an hour use on my phone every day, starting from today. So I don't know how that's going to go, but I really do think it's going to be really, really hard because you know, I, I, I kind of started keeping track of how many times I check my phone. I actually had to stop because I was it was too upsetting because I was Mm. literally checking it so much, you know.
1: Well, you've just lost 12 minutes out of that hour today, by the way.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I made an exception. I made an exception. All right, okay.
1: (laughs) Well, well, stay with me if you can because uh, I've got Trisha on the line. Morning to you, Trisha.
0: Hi, uh, hi. Uh,
1: You're a self-confessed fubber, but so is your husband.
0: But but in in a funny way, you know, you might see something on one of the apps and send it to each other. That sort of way. Not, you know, you wouldn't be sitting beside, line, sitting beside each other in bed, and then send it to each other. But it's, um, what she was saying, your 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 other caller was saying about, um, you know, you get a notification, you've got to check it. It's the watch for me that is linked to the phone, so you don't. Now I'm on the phone to you, and my watch is beeping. Someone sending me WhatsApps, so you're constantly a slave to me. So you can put your phone away. But Mm. you got the watch on your hand,
1: right? So there's
0: no. But if if, if you're
1: sending each other stuff, that's not.
0: Oh, something funny. Yeah, well, that's not that's not not
1: really fubbing. But have you found yourself sitting in a pub, maybe? (gasps) No, obsessing over.
0: No, I did see what you saw on Saturday afternoon. A young couple, and they came in, and they sat across from each other, and they were on their phones, and they didn't look up.
1: That's sad, isn't it?
0: Isn't it? Isn't it? Yeah. And they were in their 20s, and I thought, oh, it is sad. It is sad. You lose the art of conversation, but I've seen it with people at concerts.
2: Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great, too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans.
0: You know, they're constantly on the phone. You know, the band's playing down there at Wembley Stadium.
1: Yeah, you know? they pay 120 euro for the ticket and then they are and, they're then and on their phone, yeah.
0: Exactly, exactly. But, no, we don't We don't actually do that, you know, technically fobbing, but, you know, funny, funny stuff.
1: If you had to leave your phone at home or give it away for a few days, Tricia, how would you feel?
0: Oh, I couldn't do it, no.
1: Well, you'd, no, you'd kind of lose your mind. Yeah, fo- I would
0: be in my, my bag yeah.
2: because it needs to be synced to my watch. So.
1: Well, what about you, Mary?
2: Oh, yeah. No, I, I you know, I told, I, Trisha, I, like, I, you know, I do agree with you. It can be kind of funny in a way, like, the smartphone lets us connect with people. So sending them funny stuff that kind of helps connection. But it's just ironic that now it's come full circle that it's actually damaging connections. But yeah, I, I turned off all notifications because. I I just found it so distracting. And even just getting work done, I couldn't do it because like the phone would beep and you'd instantly want to check. So I just turned off all notifications. So I do have the phone with me in the bag, but I'll often not look at it for a few hours because I don't know who's, you know, Mm-hmm. I, I don't have any notifications, so just unfortunately, sometimes that can back backfire a
1: little. Mary, just uh, th- and I'm talking to Mary McCarthy from the Irish Independent. Just if how many, just off the top of your head, this will give you an indication of how seriously attached to your phone you are. If, like, have you a phone soul that sort of supersedes your 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 personal soul? How many apps on your phone are almost like food every day to you?
2: Do you know what, Gareth? I, I actually took, I took Instagram and Twitter off my mobile because, I, I, they were really just making me unhappy because they yeah. were, as you say, like food. So I do, I do have, yeah, I have, and then there's loads of news sites. I sign up to too many news sites, so I'm do- constantly. I do have the news sites on my on my phone but no notifications. So I probably have about six apps and they are I'm up in the morning and you know it's I, I really feel now I've reached crisis point so I'm so happy I'm doing this detox. And you kind of did a detox there Gareth even though it was like an, an, an involuntary detox. <laughs> but I, I think everyone should try that and just see can they live without it and they will probably find that they might be a bit happier without it. I have I I don't know now what's going to happen with this detox but I suspect and obviously i'm in the news business so i fully support i think people should subscribe to the news and read the news but when you're reading it all day and you're looking for you know stories just scrolling mindlessly you know it just I think it's it's food for your soul and it is bad food.
1: Yeah. So, yeah. But as you say, I mean, you know, the, the three big papers, you know, the, the Examiner, the Independent, the Times, like I subscribe to them because I love news and I'm a journalist. And Yeah, exactly. It, same. Know, yeah. Like particularly the great columnists that are there writing opinion pieces that's, that's food for me and it's interesting because uh, I'm kind of at a stage now where I'm thinking yeah I'm going to give up Twitter because well in fairness I followed Barack Obama there last year and he's never written back to me he didn't follow me back either so I'm <laughs> kind of thinking you know, but outrageous! I know, I know but, but that, you know I, I think uh, like do you love your phone or do you have a love-hate relationship with it?
2: If you want the truth, I think I hate my phone. I really do. I think I hate it. I hate what it's kind of done to me. I was like, you know, I would be... I am such a... Like, I love chatting with people, but I find... I I actually would prefer if I had a Nokia. I really do. And even for all the benefits, like, you know, it's so handy. You can reserve your library tickets. You can check out, you know, if you're, I'm in Brighton at the moment, I was able to whip out my phone and go, okay, good place for coffee. Where can I find coffee? And I was there in two minutes and it is so handy. But if I had to actually on balance say, I want to give it back and just go back to pre-smartphone, I actually would do it. That's what I do. So uh, this is why I think I really need to, recalibrate and just change how I I behave with my phone you know so that's what I'm trying to do but you know what I started doing Gareth I started bringing out a book with me and every time my husband because he is a desperate fubber every time he whips out his phone just to check the weather apps or check the you know football scores I take out my book like so we, we'd be out, we were out for dinner there the other night and he was just taking out his phone and he wasn't doing anything he was cruising tiktok so I whipped out my book sat there and he didn't notice for you know about maybe about 90 seconds and then he was like what are you doing what are you doing with your book like put it away like this is so embarrassing yeah. and I was like But you've got your phone, like, it's the same thing, you know, like, (laughs) so he was like, oh, like, and I I was kind of like, okay, yeah, you're actually right. So that's, I think he's becoming, now that he's got the threat of the the big tone would be hauled out when he whips out the phone. So like, it is, I think people really need to kind of think, okay, am I, am I ignoring my kids? Like, you know, am I ignoring my you know my my other half like what what is this phone like actually yeah. what what is the effect this phone is having yeah. on me and my life you know
1: and that's it like if if you had to if you had to give away your laptop for a week or your phone for a week w- which would you give away
2: oh i couldn't give away my laptop because that's my like that's my little kind of you know that is my means of production you know yeah. that's how i i write so i couldn't give away the laptop But like I do, I I totally like...
1: Okay, say your passport or your phone for six months. Six months without a passport or six months without a phone.
2: Oh, that's easy. I mean, you know, passport. I definitely get the passport. I'm not jet setting around, do it.
1: So you're kind of just saying, I'm I'm going to give away my nationality. I'm keeping my phone. I don't care about it. exactly.
2: You know, the nationality out the window. Who cares? No, yeah, no, no. I think, um, as you said, you're you are kind of lost. You're you're thrown into this space where nobody can contact you. But that was the way it was all the time. You know, yes. like. That's how it was. You went out and like, in in some ways it was kind of handy enough. Like you'd be go out when you're 15. Like nowadays I can track my 15 year old. I can see Mm. where he is, you know? And I think that. It is, when you do lose your phone like you did, Garrett, or your phone just died, yeah. it does throw you into this space where you're like, oh, nobody can contact me. What if something happens? But like, how do we cope with that before? Like in schools, now this is kind of going off tangent a bit, That a lot of schools are bringing in this these yonder pouches this year. So um they're basically these pouches that close with a magnet and you can't open them. And all the kids will have to put their phones in. And then at the end of the day... There's these unlocking stations, and you can tap your phone, and the pouch opens. So a lot of schools in Ireland, like it's huge. Like I did an in, I did a piece on this a few months ago, and at that stage, there was like I think it was sixty schools that had signed up. So I mean, there, there's going to be a lot more schools as the coverage goes on. So like I'd say this time next year, that you'll have maybe a quarter of all of secondary schools have signed up to this. Mm-hmm. So that is affecting locking the phone away from you know 9 to half 3 yeah and uh, so you won't be contact you know you won't be able to use it and i think more and more like that kind of mentality is going to seep in like maybe not immediately but over the next 5 years i think the like there will be a tendency to you know to actually actively try and move away from, from phones, you know. That's
1: yeah. just what I think, anyway. Well, UNESCO, as you probably know, they want smartphones banned from old schools everywhere.
2: Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I saw it. Yeah, yeah.
1: But also, uh, yeah. there was some research, I was looking at this um, this morning on my laptop, which I'd usually look at on my phone, but it was saying that the less time you spend on your phone, the happier you are generally, which makes a lot of sense. Because yeah. I, I found by last night... Um, I had a kind of an inner sense of peace and I was more relaxed. Uh, Yeah. Because like you, I have to admit, I hate my phone. It's a a necessary evil, if you want to call it that. But yeah, I do too. Mary, great to talk to you and enjoy the interrailing. It sounds like a great experience.
2: Oh, we'll see. Listen, thanks for having me on, Gareth. I
1: really enjoyed it. Great to talk to you. Thank you, Mary. Uh, that's Mary McCarthy there, columnist with the Irish Independent, and uh, she writes a great column on a Thursday in the newspaper. Now, we're going to take a quick break. We'll come back to Trish in a moment. We're talking about fubbing this morning. Um, this is It's not a new um, experience. It goes back, um, I think, 15 years, I remember seeing couples in restaurants and in pubs just completely ignoring each other. Not even aware that they were out of the chat zone with each other, but they were just scrolling on their phones and scrolling and scrolling as scrolling. Just Google News and news threads and news feeds and not even reading stuff. Just sort of you could see the fingers flipping up, flipping up, flipping up. And that's phone snubbing or fubbing. Trisha's still on the phone. Hi, Trisha.
0: Hiya, hiya. Um,
1: Like... What do you, is this, if you say, for example, somebody said to you, don't use your phone for a week, how would you react?
0: No, I couldn't. My podcasts are on there. I'd go crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I couldn't. No, I couldn't. I mean, I felt for you, like, if I was on a three-hour train journey Mm. and I didn't have anything to listen to, it drove me mad.
1: Yeah, I, I had um, it was only in, in hindsight I was kind of thinking to myself, I probably looked like a guy who didn't have a ticket and I was hoping to get away with it you know that, the look the look of fear in your eyes and you're looking out the window thinking, oh like Don't come near me, yeah. don't come near and me And then I went to the bathroom and I came back down the, the carriage and Everybody was on their phone, every single yeah. person on the carriage, and it um, was <laughs> just. Yeah, that is, yeah. It is,
0: it is bad. Do you know where I've noticed that? I mean, it's bad here, and I assume it's bad in but we were in um, a couple of, about a month ago now, we were in Lisbon. Oh, lovely, and, yeah. Oh, beautiful. Mm. But y- y- you know, it's busy there. We were in a tuk tuk, fabulous trip. Um, and then you've got the trams going around and everything like that. And the number of times this poor chap had to slam on the brakes because people just crossing, heading the phone, heading oh, yeah. the phone. Yeah. And that's yeah. the worst. That's the place I noticed it the worst.
1: I saw a guy walk into a lamppost, actually. He had his his uh, he had his headphones on and he was looking at the phone as well and didn't see this great big cylindrical lamppost in front of him. Yeah,
0: yeah, I've seen videos like that with people yeah. like, near-death experiences as
1: well. And do you know what I noticed as well, Trish? And I've seen this, I saw this actually, I was in Lisbon a good few years ago and um, a group of us were over there and we were we, we were brought into this beautiful restaurant and we had a table booked and I was really excited about the food because I've, I had heard that the food was excellent. But while we were waiting to be seated, the number of people who actually came up to the maitre d' and said, what's the Wi-Fi password? Oh. I'm thinking you you're in you're in a skylight restaurant that overlooks one of the most beautiful cities in the world and you yeah. want to get on your mobile phone.
0: Oh, it's, that's it's just pathetic. wrong, isn't it? Yeah. It is wrong. It is wrong. I mean it is lovely, isn't it? Yeah. It's so so lovely. Do you um, really enjoy d-
1: it. Do you hate your phone or do you love your phone?
0: No. No, I'm I'm neutral. I'm neutral, I'm neutral, I have my, my head, you know what the journalist was saying earlier, the notification thing, I don't have that on anything, on yeah. anything, there, I do that WhatsApp that came through for my friend, that was different, but I do not have notifications for any tweets, Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, nothing, nothing, mm. yeah. I don't even have them for email, I have to physically go in and look yeah. for an email. I don't have that, so because it might interrupt my podcast.
1: Yeah, I, and you know, I I I love your your attitude. I think that's what smartphones are, are for they're, they're for taking what is your cherished hobby with you making it really? a mobile affair with the podcasts and also with the likes of music playlists that you might have put together yes. yourself. One, of yes. the, one of the happiest times I find is when I'm travelling on the train and I get together, I, I get to put my uh, a brand new concept playlist together and the most recent one I put together, now unfortunately it's doomed, it's gone to the graveyard <laughs> with the phone was my punk rock Oh, right. Ah. (laughs) Eddie and the Hot Rods, do anything you want to do? The Sex Pistols? Pretty vacant, so much good stuff, you know. Um Yeah. But no, I, I agree with you. And finally, and this is a really nosy question, is is your phone is it one of the older type phones or have you a uh, sort of slap bang up to date brand new phone? Yeah, slap bang up to
0: date iPhone and iPhone watch,
1: yeah. Ooh.
0: I know, yeah, I
1: know. I so know Podcasts must <laughs> sound amazing.
0: Oh <laughs> it, no, seriously, <laughs> uh I found this. Um, it's, it, it, I think it's a TV show in America called Dateline Yeah And they do podcasts And I'm Just put it this way I will never go to Utah or I- Idaho Because they just keep the murders <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> I know, yeah oh, it's, it's all real, it's, true crime well, stuff
0: It is, and it's mostly women killing men Yeah yeah. yeah. I always say to my husband, I know how to get away with a murder. No
1: <laughs> <laughs> Well, that'll put him off snubbing anyway. Sure.
0: <laughs> he is, he him and TikTok. Yeah. You know, and you, you'd see him, he's sitting out in the garden, you know. <laughs> I'm going, what's that
1: one? Oh, look at this one, look at this one.
0: It's not <laughs> funny, don't <Donald."> know.
1: You know, <laughs> <laughs> it's stupid. Yeah. Um, what podcast are you listening to at the moment, can I ask?
0: Um, I, I'm waiting for the full season of the one the Irish Independent have done on some bank robber.
1: Oh yeah, that's excellent. They've they've an excellent series on that. They've
0: only got four so far, so I'm waiting for the sixth. And the Kinnahans. Did you listen to that one from yes. the sun? Oh, <laughs> man alive. That guy that narrated that, wow. Mm. He had me hooked. I, and, they, and they kept putting them up once a week. It wasn't, it wasn't good enough.
1: Yeah, I know, yeah. yeah you're saying, they like, they take two weeks to put together, but you want one every half an hour, you know? Yeah, yeah. like yeah.
0: Nicola Tallent. I love Crime World.
1: It's brilliant. Sunday World, yeah. Excellent. Oh, She's brilliant.
0: oh it's so good, well, yeah. Tr- Trisha,
1: it's so good. Um, I'll go m-
0: back to my um, planning m- murders y- Oh dear, and by the
1: way, my my new podcast is out in the autumn.
0: Oh true. Oh really?
1: Yeah, so I'll be telling oh, you... Really? Yeah, I'll be telling um I've I've actually hired the Aviva Stadium for a press conference. Oh, do you know something? While
0: uh, I while I forget, I should not forget The darling Brenda and her Left on Red podcast. She'd kill me, she'd kill me. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah,
1: that's funny. It's great to chat to you. Thanks a lot. All right, then Take care. Okay. All right. Bye. Thanks. Uh, Brenda, who was on with us actually last week, always a joy to chat to, if you can get a word in edgeways. Uh, It's called, uh, her podcast is Left on Red, rather than unread. So it's Left O-N word R E A D. Brenda Dennehy and Julie Hynes.
0: Courts <laughs> ninety six FM.